This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Well, this is a late episode. Welcome to the Ajima Show. Pause right here because we're going to take a second to spill some hot Hot, hot, you cha tea for our Patreons. If you're not a Patreon, I got a blow go. on it. It's so hot. Hot to go, hot to go. If you are not a Patreon member, uh, consider joining patreon.com slash Ajma Show. If you have the funds, if not, um, don't worry. Take care of yourself. Or if you have funds, but you, you, there's only one place to donate it, donate it to the movement, defunding the police, yes. Black Lives Matter. Yes. That's A number one. But if you have a little extra, extra, Come check us out. Check Hear us all out. about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining, everyone. Um, as always, thank you for so much for submitting your reviews. I know we read these reviews and, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of like self-indulgent. But again, Unji and I cannot do comedy. So when we read these reviews, our insides get warm. And this is the validation that we live for. Um, so this review was submitted on April 7th, 2020. This is by Leanne, one of our favorites. Yes. Hi, Leanne. Yeah. <clears throat> she says, truly an honest and hilarious podcast. This is a little long, but I'm going to read the whole thing because it's beautiful. She says, I've been trying to write a review for months. It wasn't until I got on iTunes on a MacBook that I'm able to do so. Okay, brag. It wasn't easy trying to download their podcast standing on anthills to get cell signal, but it's worth it. Happy to support Unji and Peter in this way, as well as recommending because I can't donate financially now. Heard. That's totally cool. Yes. She continues and said, I've been listening to Ajima show every week for over a year. Living in a rural village in sub-Saharan Africa. (laughs) I never see a Korean face nor eat Korean food. In town, people yell China at me, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, that sure that happens in sub-Saharan Africa, but also happens in, in South Central LA. Yeah. yeah, it happens here. It happens. Yeah. It happened to me yesterday. <laughs> exactly. They just call us Chino or China. Yeah. Um, she continues and says, "But when I listen to the Ajma show, I feel like I'm in the room with Unjim Peter, and it's comforting to hear all things Korea. They make me laugh like a crazy person, and to always embrace my weirdness." Yes. I feel proud to be Korean now more than ever. I now follow CACs, kick-ass Koreans, and mm-hmm. support the Korean community. Thank you for the laughs and staying in good spirits despite the tough times now. Also, please make merch of Jim Jirbang's shirt that says, <laughs> how dare you, or truly. <laughs> great, great, great That's review. That's a great idea. <laughs> great idea. We'll consider it. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Yay. Yay. If you have a review for us, please submit it through iTunes or whatever re- you're listening to. We love reading them and we'll read it out loud oh yeah and you know we will we will um remember you and it yes. does stuff to our insides okay yeah so update on the sandra o issue oh I'm tell sure us <laughs> uh tbd is jury still out uh, the real sandra o never stood up um what the fuck it's really killing me it's like it's like kind of the most bizarre scam it's the, I mean, it did happen right before the George Floyd thing. So I'm I'm really not pressed on finding out if this is actually Sandra Oh or not. But what the fuck? <laughs> why would you do this? Why would you write this letter to us? Sandra, why? Why? Or yeah, so like if Sandra, if you're out marching and yeah. doing things for the movement. Totally understand. We respect totally you. Get it. We are excited yes. about it. Um, yes. But if you're not, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Here, okay, here's what I'll say. If you did scam, I want you to come forward. I, I'm not angry. No. We are not angry. We're I just want to. Actually, wanna, respect, we respect. We respect honesty and truth, and nothing you could say will hurt us. No. But. If you come out and say, hey, I thought this was a fun joke, I would love to just interview you just to talk about like what was going through your head. Because I am fascinated about how delicately you prepared this email. Yes. I'm so I'm obsessed with it. So if you are the scammer 
And you're clearly a listener because you know you knew everything about us. You did deep cuts. You did deep cuts. Yes. We also knew like the things that we would both like respond to. Um, yes. <laughs> this is like such exactly. like a deep like it's a deep fake. Yeah, exactly. Unje and I could be super mad about it and disappointed, but we're not. We're actually very flattered. And so- impressed. Super impressed. So please, if you'd like to, just hit us back from the context, you know, the Sandra O contact. You don't have to say who you actually are, but just tell us what was going through your head. And I'd like to break it down because I'm so... I'm so interested in what drives someone to kind of do this kind of low-level catfishing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a low-level cat. I mean, that's the thing is like we respect Mm. a scam. We respect – there's. I mean, we there's nothing but respect. But there's like you never asked us for money. You never – like what – A nude. If if it was just for a joke, like did you laugh? Uh Are you laughing now? Like, is this, was this your intent? (laughs) Are you not entertained? Um, I hope you are because we're entertained. And so thank you so much. No one thinks of us like that, that much. Even our spouses and our parents for that matter, as you know. So we just really love you. We love you. This is like, it's like a, um, what's that uh, thing, phenomena where you get kidnapped and you fall in love with them? Stockholm. It's, it's just kind of like that. Yes. It's like, I'm starting to fall in love with you. Is this what you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm obsessed with how obsessed with me you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we have, uh, thank you to the new Patreon members. Oh, yay, hey! Thank you. Um, your swag is coming. So just be sure to update your mailing addresses. Thank you so much. And we're like at 27. Oh my God. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like almost thirty people want to support us on a monthly basis. That's I mean, my heart is warmed. Thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. We and appreciate if, it. If, if it's one of you guys that scammed us, <gasps> like this, like that would truly we would both be in love with you. <laughs> oh my god, I would love that. I would love if our scammer was a Patreon member. Yes. Because that just like, oh, that's it for me. I love that. But uh, to the new patrons, thank you so much. What does your money do? Your money is helping us get through this weird fucking pandemic yeah. revolution time. We are um, donating money from the money that uh, we made from the live show. We're don- we've been donating. And, you know, it's going to places like, you know, our... Um, our uh you know focus rights our uh, equipment hosting services like that that shit all costs money and you know we, we're just here spinning this out for free so uh i hope we hope you enjoy the free yes. part but also the patrons w- what you're really doing is just helping us keep doing the damn thing and it's you know you, you know yeah. like go go fighting fighting so like yeah. more than the like swag and all that which obviously you'll get and you'll get some extra tea oh yeah this is the early access mm-hmm. um but really you're you're showing us support through through your money and you know we we, we really are thankful so th- thank you so much appreciate that okay uh, <clears throat> let's go let's move on um yeah yeah how's I mean, this is such a stupid question, but how's your week? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been really nuts. It's been yeah. really nuts. Like, yeah. um, there's some stuff you can't talk about. I can't really talk about, but like, you know, the the company we both work for has come yeah. under fire, and uh, it's been um, an intense kind of thing where we've, yeah. I've, I've, you know, the thing is, like, I was. I've always been a passive observer to like call out cancel culture. Like, mm. and I will say that even as a passive observer certainly has taken a sort of um, a lascivious delight oh. in seeing like, you know, like in like seeing other people fall and um, not, you know, <laughs> there's just a like, German word for that. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Yeah, like, I just like a little bit of like, okay, like, you know, like that, that bitch deserved it. I don't know about that guy. Like, oh, for sure. That's a tragedy. But like, yeah. you know, like I just... As a passive observer, but like being a part of it, it feels 
very different. I mean, you've gone through this with Second City, like being the mm-hmm. focal point of like online scrutiny and yeah. like sort of ab- like weird hatred, you know, from people <laughs> that do not know any sort of story about it. Yeah. yeah How did exactly. you, I mean, like you survived it. Barely, right? Barely. I'm still paying for it. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because this Second City, uh, the hashtag Second City is over yes. party or whatever has been trending. There's been a lot of discussion. The owner of Second City has stepped down. Yes. He wrote a long ass email. You read it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I have so many feelings about that email. Specific show. He starts the email with, well... With the groundbreaking show, A Red Line Runs Through It, we realized that there is some racism within our own walls and we try to stamp it out, but we failed. (laughs) I mean, you got to give it to the old man for like, you know, keeping it real. But, um, you know, I have my own thoughts about that. But because of that, the Chicago Magazine article that I wrote is resurfacing. And now people are like quoting it and talking about it and stuff like that. And because of him stepping down and um, promising to have a BIPOC person in Mm -hmm. there in charge instead, there's been this real uproar about like who it should be and how it should be run. And, you know, our company that we work for right now is going through a very similar (laughs) issue. It feels like every organization ever is being put put to the stress test. I mean, bon appetit, fucking tea. Like, <laughs> this motherfucker, bon Adam Rappaport, the editor in chief of Bon Appetit, stepped down. <laughs> like, I got a fucking apology email from the place I get my recipes from. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like the bitches that tell me how to make a chicken are like, we're sorry for being racist. Like, I yeah. Mean, it's a reckoning. I mean, it's a it's reckoning. A every, yes, and it, this should be happening. The people, the, we are speaking truth to power, and the power structures are crumbling and they are falling. Um, but everything's happening at once. Yes. You know, it truly feels like a revolution. Yes. And it's scary and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's passion out there, but also there's fatigue. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. You guys must be so so tired. tired. I was like, when this all this shit was happening, I was like, oh, did we forget about the police? Are we just defunding comedy now? Is that what just happening? (laughs) (laughs) We forget about what's happening. Like, are we? That's still a thing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, and it's because Twitter is Twitter is Twitter. Mm -hmm. Because it's like it's it's all those people are like looking in on themselves, and all of them like are. We're comedians, are, are comedians, want to be comedians, you know, or like, you know, it's like this is like a self, it's a Uros Buros of like fucking shit and comedians, like just constantly eating yeah. each other. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, you said this to Jack, it was like, the internet is not the world. Yeah. It's not. It's a very small portion of it. Yes. And <clears throat> it's, it's where things are getting platforms. And people are getting platforms and uh, we are signal boosting and stuff like that. And that's all great for it. But with that being said, it can be it, it, it can really be traumatizing if all you do is just refresh your fucking feed. Yes. So what I did was I took two days and went into the woods to the Sequoia National Forest, Oof. did some mushrooms yeah. and got my whole damn life. Really? I, yeah, I had you know a, a spiritual moment, and you know some heal, much needed healing, and lots of great laughs, yeah. and um, you know just cooking outside is very healing too. Yes. But I, you know, you should take some time to rejuvenate yourself, all of you, and especially you, Unji, because you you not only deal with like our company going through that shit and the world, but you also have a, a family. Yeah. And you're raising a small human like <laughs> this is uh, inconceivable to be having to go through all of this at the same time. Like we're not meant for all of this at the same time. We're going to break. And if we break, no one's here to help us. Yeah. Like <laughs> no one's here to help me or you. All right. Yeah. No one. No one in my house would even sweep it up. I would just be broken. <laughs> <laughs> like 
no one, yeah, the roof son, might come and help me, but no yeah, one else. No one else. Your son would just step over you and be like, yeah. where's the crayon? <laughs> There's mom again, drunk on the floor. Yeah. I'm that a hard kombucha. <laughs> oh my God, that's so real. Uh, <laughs> wait, so wait. So when you did your, I love your like second, I mean, I kind of like see you becoming like, um, like a psychedelic, like shamanistic, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, this is like a new vibe off of you, like in L.A. Um, yeah, I, I suppose it is new, um, you know, with the acid and the uh, the mushrooms. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's interesting. I was sitting in front of a tree and I was having a meditative moment and all I could really <laughs> envision... <Okay. laughs> It was truly okay. like Buddha status, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, Just like yes. having an elevated moment. Yeah. And all all I heard in resounding was you got to be a leader. You got to lead. That's what you know how to do. So stop trying to like push that away. So, I don't know what that means in the short term or the long term. Right. In the long term obviously it means lead, but um I I, I don't know. I I've always like pushed that away. The call to lead. I've always pushed it away because I, I'm I'm I was scared. I'm scared to lead. I don't want to be it. like it's so much work. Right? Like do it yourself. Yeah. But you know, that's just my personality and I I do like to inspire people. I like to rouse them up, you know. Yeah. So like <laughs> I don't know how I, I that's going to manifest, but I am more comfortable after this trip to stepping into a leadership role. And I think what that really means is, Anji, like um kind of going back to like our industry and stuff like that, like being an actor is the the least important thing for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't, not only do I n not enjoy it that much. Yeah. Um, the actual act of acting. Like, I think I th it's fine, you know, when I'm hitting my grooves. But, like, the whole idea of struggling to act, mm -hmm. str begging for jobs, auditioning for roles. I hate to, I hate to beg. I, I hate to beg. I and do it's it not, all the time, but I don't like it. I hate it. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know if it's necessarily pride is why I don't, I don't like it. Um, it's just no control. The, 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 the inherent like unfairness of the power structure is too apparent to me to beg, you know, and it, I don't want to sit here and need anything from you. I want to be able to provide. So truly when I started, comedy when i started acting in chicago remember you and i would like be uh trading lines and yeah. you would like have this app yeah. that you you showed me to like yes. record your own lines yes, back yes. and forth i remember that so specifically it was afternoon at the new io we would walk in and sign yes. up for that little yes. you know and then just wait around and like really run through our lines i remember that moment thinking this ain't for me but <laughs> But what is it? What what is for me as a comedian? Yeah. As someone with a voice and mm -hmm. opinions, what does that mean if I'm not acting? If I'm not in entertainment and given the platform that actors are given or celebrities are given, then how do I achieve that? And in my heart of hearts, I always knew that I should be producing. I should be the boss, mm -hmm. hiring actors to do the work. And I fought it so much because I think <laughs> I love comedy so much. Right. I didn't want to produce comedy anymore. It's not that's I hate it. I'd rather just show up and be funny. But I'm realizing now that I have to t really step into this leadership role of writing, producing and giving opportunities to other people. Yeah. I think that is my calling. And you, I, you do it very intuitively. Like you started a theater. You started a fucking theater. <laughs> like I don't know why you're like. It took you, you. You had to fucking meditate in front of a fucking tree to just look at your resume. What the fuck are you talking about? You started like three shows in Chicago that, are co that continue to this day. <laughs> like, but I don't want you to. About? You started. You started two in in LA within the first two. You're like, oh, I'm not getting, I'm not getting on any shows. So I'll just start. You like literally pulled it together. Yeah, I know. Like, what are you talking about? 
I know, but I thought I, you were gonna come. I thought you were gonna make me, <laughs> me really profound, and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I guess it's you profound meditated because... in front of a tree to get to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the difference is I didn't it's it was begrudging as opposed to take like really Whole, wholehearted. You were yes. not you're not going towards it with your whole heart. The whole time I produce shows I or I create theaters or whatever is because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not because and, and you know it's and also I don't have patience. So I can't wait for someone to tell me when to do what I want to do. I just want to fucking do it. Right? right? So that was the whole reason to. But now with this kind of spiritual awakening and healing, I'm accepting the role of leader as opposed to being like I hate that I no one wants me me to do their shows and I have to do my own show, you know like yeah. I don't I guess that's the tiny change. And I'm feeling more more peace with that as opposed to like looking around and being like, oh, what, oh, oh, who's getting that role? Oh, should I be up for that? I don't give a fuck. I'm making my own roles now. Yeah. So that's something I learned. <laughs> yes. So give yourselves a break. Get some mushrooms and get out there. <laughs> get some mushrooms to realize stuff about yourself that everyone already knew. <laughs> I know. I should have just called you and be like, what do you think about this whole thing about me? Like, I don't know, producing. You'd be like, you're already doing it. You're already doing it. We're doing a podcast. What's the big deal? I guess. I'm sorry, aren't you? I I don't know. I guess like, I guess there is no big deal. And you're developing things. You look at me and like in a hushed tone, it's like, you're like, I think this is what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time. And I'm, Every I'm like, time. yeah, you're good at it. <laughs> and also, like, your impatience and all those things, like, already, like, fundamentally predispose you to being this way. Right? Like, and also, See, that that's the of, thing. I, did, yes. I, I think that's the thing I am now listening to mm-hmm. and um, really accepting. Yeah, because I mean, the whole time yeah. that that whole thing, I was like, I, I was trying to put it away. I was like, no, I I don't want to be the guy to do it. I just want to be the guy that is invited. But yeah, what I I'm mean, realizing, yeah. I'm never gonna be that guy. It's I'm idea, always gonna, of, yeah, yeah. You're always gonna be what? I'm always gonna be uh, unhappy. And upset about even if I get uh, uh, like invited to something, I'm never going to be happy just being there. I'm going to want to run it differently or like, you know, I'm not going to be completely happy with the way things are run unless I'm running it. Right. You know, I think I'm realizing you're like, it's like if Barry Gordy wanted to be Smokey Robinson, you know, like you. you <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> okay, Diana Ross. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, not not that it's not that it's him. It's just the the sadness of someone who is the person who is above the talent. Yeah. Who desperately wants to be the talent. It's like Puff yes. Daddy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be if you if you want to be with a producer that won't be all in your video. Yeah. Uh, what, I'm trying to think of the Source Award thing that Shook Knight said about <laughs> <Puff> Daddy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like the the um, fame and like um, being in front of the limelight is a very seductive thing. Yeah. But also that fearlessness of all the things that you're describing also make you very funny, Peter. Like I don't think you're ever gonna not be a comedian. Yeah, and I think because comedy has effectively crumbled as we know it, as, yeah. as what, what we knew it as, I think I'm now feeling a little more comfortable like stepping into that boss role as opposed to yeah. like the infantry role, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, comedy, hashtag comedy is over. Is like <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag comedy is over party. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to all of that. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The New York Times bestselling author of the To All the Boys series, Jenny Han. Jenny Han. Hi, my name is Jenny Han. Jenny Han. It felt like a banquet to me. It felt like such abundance um, to see so many Asian American actors on the screen at once. I think... 
you know, it's been a really long time since I've had that experience. Um, and after a certain point, I think you kind of forget as you're watching it and you just go so into the story and it feels just like a natural, you know, love story. All right, welcome back. Wow, it's been a, a crazy week for America, but it's also been an insane kind of like time for North Korea. We talk like, about North Korea really? a lot, a lot, well, a lot. There's like shit happening. There's so much shit happening. Um, but before I feel we like go, when we were young, there was nothing happening in North Korea. Uh, yeah, maybe we just heard less of it. We just heard less news overall. We like That's if true. something happened in North Korea, we would have we would hear about it like two months later. Yeah, because there was like took a carrier pigeon like that had be smuggled out to like give you <laughs> yeah. deliver news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we grew up in the 1600s. Yeah, <laughs> um, but so I, I was reading this article about North what's going on recently in North mm-hmm. Korea. So I just want to do a quick timeline of North Korea and the U.S. relations. From in the just Trump era specifically, the yeah. Trump era. It, it's yeah. been a mess since day one, since yes. Yu-Gi-Oh and yeah. the Korean War, obviously. But especially with Trump and Kim Jong Un, who are like same same idiots. Yes, it, it's been a nonsense. So it's, I'm just going to go really down. It's been a really perfect storm of like insane leaders and like relationships, and also like this, um, like this like public bravura. Yeah. That like yeah. both of them like to exhibit because like there's a guy in um I think it's Turkmenistan. Like he's nuts. Like he renamed the days of the week after himself and his family. Like but he's not <laughs> trying to be on the stage. He doesn't have the same swagger. And it's like yeah, these yeah. two are yeah. very specifically like same same like you said. Yes. Right. It's almost like I I don't know if this is the right thing to say but I'd almost rather have a, a stupid ass egomaniac be a dictator than a dictator with no swag. <laughs> That's like even more embarrassing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Assad? Like, ugh, who wants ugh. that? Look at like really you're gonna come out wearing that like I mean that's why that's why I always say Gaddafi was one of my faves like he always had some crazy like a okay, big wrap around no 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 that's not that's not me. anyway this is a timeline of uh, the what I call the frenemy of the state there's been a lot of back and forth yes. so let's start back in 2017 when we started this podcast because Trump was elected we started February 2017 what happened was Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump they started exchanging insults this was the first time in recorded history that two <laughs> leaders of a nations are name calling each other yeah so Trump calls him obviously rocket man as we all remember yes. because of his nuclear weapons yes and then Kim calls him a dotard a dotard. Dotard? 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 Do- that, that's okay, a too strong of a T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, it, is it dotard? Dotard, yeah. Oh, shit. I remember that. Because that dotard reading... makes it seem like not right. That's not the right word. Dotarded. No. Um, but I, I guess when I see a Trump, he, you know, all I think is like, oh, this dotarded freak. But it's dotard, which I had to look up. Is an old person, especially who has become physically weak or whose mental faculties have declined. Come on, you got to give that up to Kim Jong Un first yeah. round. That's a ding ding. That's, yes. like, that's a Swiss education at work there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, both come from you know privileged backgrounds, mm-hmm. but one is uh, actually educated and the other one is a fool. Yeah. Um, Someone remembered his SAT words. That's right. Now a year later in 2018. They, they go to Singapore and have this summit and they fall immediately in love. They're like, oh my God, we love each other. They this shake is, hands, the whole thing, yeah. He's a good man, we're friends, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they do that little fucking trot over the DMZ line yes. with Moon Jae-in, which we were screaming about when that happened. Yes. And, um, and, and, uh, and then after that, North Korea suspended tests on nuclear weapons and uh, ballistic missiles that could reach the U.S. So that was the whole point to stop your weapons and then we'll start um, re- releasing sanctions and, uh, you know, like, basically, like, uh, uh, North Korea is being starved out by the rest of the U.N. 
except for China. So uh, North Korea is looking teat. for. That's a big teat to suckle at. Yes, enough, absolutely. That's the teat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so after that kind of like friendly show of like, yay, we can do this. And this was when Trump was like, oh, look at me. I'm the first president in history to like make all these events with North Korea. Short few months later in 2019, they go to Vietnam and everything falls apart. Right. And all things halt, and there's been truly no advancement since. And there's been more slurs back and forth. And um, but at the same time, Trump ugh, Trump is so infuriating because he he so obviously is trying to say that, oh, look at me, I'm doing well. But it's a it's a complete lie that no one believes. It's not like North Korea where like he had Kim Jong Un has complete control over the news and the media and blah blah right. like state media like propaganda machines like and then the people must believe it because there's no other way. There's no other information, minus like the leaflets. Apparently, South Korea uh, Korean like uh, people are. Yeah, or activists they, they drop yeah the they're dropping movies. everywhere yeah anyway so um in 2020 now on thursday north korea criticized us for commenting on their inter-korean affairs because that leaflet thing and stuff yes. and north korea for the first time in shots the yeah exchange yeah. fire yeah yeah exchange fire we talked about that last week or two weeks ago so yeah. there's been a lot happening and then trump's obviously running his fucking tiny mouth mm -hmm. and then um so north korea said washington should shut the fuck up OK, if it wants the upcoming presidential election to go smoothly. I didn't know that bit. No, really? I don't know what that fucking means. This is a, a, we're talking about two fucking idiot pigs just commenting on each other's nations. So a grain of salt with all of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on Friday, the North Korean foreign minister uh, said that Pyongyang will press on with the development of nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles. Uh, because everything has stalled with the U.S. <clears throat> uh, Trump right. has a few things to worry about right now. <laughs> so as we speak, North Korea depends on China, its closest ally, and 90% of its trade is with China, 10% with other random countries. Right. Um, and recently, Pyongyang has been super aggressive about its support for China's controversial issues, including Hong Kong and how they're treating it. So... Yeah. North Korea is like basically going, hey, this thing with the U.S. president Trump is not going to work. So I'm going full backing China. So great job, Trump. You've really fucked it up now. <laughs> this like heavy nuclear um, power and uh, seat in that air in that region. Mm -hmm. And your only ally is South Korea. And you're fucking that one up, too, because you're. As you have already heard, uh, Trump has been yelling at South Korea to pay up, to pay up money, more money to house U.S. troops there because we're protecting. We're protecting South Korea. Meanwhile, people in South Korea hate the troops. They're yeah. they're fucking I mean, up. Always, the, like, there's ugh, always some sort of crazy like sexual assault story. I've also bet like these like soldiers are really safe there because of COVID. Like I they know. probably are like, they're like, it's much better. The opportunities, especially in the barracks inside of most U.S. places. I don't even yeah. know what the situation is there. Like they probably are safer. In Korea. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, but, <clears throat> the, you know, this whole back and forth between Trump and North Korea to me is like just like a classic. Um, it's like such a toxic relationship. And and they're like one of those things where like they're both so fucked up they can't stay away from each other. You know, you have these relationships, right? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, my first boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, it's like it's so bad. Yeah, but you're like bad in the same ways, and it's like mm -hmm. the fact that both of you are bad in the same way give you permission to be even worse. Yeah, because and you lose all your friends because your friends don't want to hang out with your asses anymore because you make it awkward during Christmas parties. <laughs> okay, do you you know those friends that are coupled off and you know they're not good for each other? Yeah, but they, you, every you want it to end. You for want both it to of their end, sakes. but they're both fucked up in the same way, so they keep edifying each other's you know weaknesses. Yes. But uh, uh, my friend Benda and I were talking about this. Like, there are some people that that's that they do that and then you want to be like you guys should break up 
Like, yes. stop. Get up, you know. And then there are some people who are self-contained messes within the couple, and yes. it doesn't leak out to the rest. No. So, so you just kind of go, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like somehow like, this makes sense for yeah. you. Go ahead. You know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this you, what this is. That's what this is. <laughs> you just, I mean, as citizens of each country, it's like obviously we don't want it to happen, but like in a macro level, you're just like, oh, you deserve each other. Yeah. <laughs> Like, as long as, like, because the thing about it is we'll see what happens. Because this is the thing. No other American president has been fucked up in this way and been willing to engage. Yeah. And then Trump was elected and it was just like, hate, like it was like a diplomatic hate love at first sight. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. like, just from the fact that they, they were even able to engage. Because that's the thing. That's what most of these security analysts were like. You can't fucking engage. And he was like. Watch me. Watch me. And, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and like, and like, you know, North Korea is just like, oh my God, he's paying attention to me. Like he's sending <laughs> yeah. messages. He's sliding into my DMs. Like he's showing yeah. up unannounced. Like <laughs> He's apologizing. Yes. He really beats it. <laughs> this one's different. <laughs> yeah. He called me a rocket man, but also he thinks I'm great. Like he, he's yeah. holding my hand. Um, <laughs> Two of the smallest hands in history. Yes. It's like, you're right. Like, his mouth, like, everything about him is big, but all of the features are small. Like, it's like... You're talking about Trump or Kim Jong-un? Yeah. Both. Both. Both, yes. They're so bloated, fat, like, they're the... Okay, so I've been watching a lot of videos on the French Revolution lately. Why? Because, because um, what happened in the French Revolution is clearly what's happening right now. Yes. It's a bloated 1% mm -hmm. who are out here lavishly living, being completely blind and deaf to what the most of the uh, country and the populace is going through. And, um, you know, this is like a, an old thing, but like anytime any country is going through like breadline issues, mm -hmm. you're, th there's a revolution happening. Yes. It's coming. And yes. this, uh, this current revolution of like, quote, racial injustice or you know black lives matter is yes important but what we have to really understand that is that this is a cycle of class oppression mm -hmm. and it just so happens that black people african americans were the original sin of america is slavery mm -hmm. and slave it might feel like oh you're oppressing these people because you hate their skin yes that is literally what's happening but also we needed a class to build our country. Yes. And no one wearing, you know, wearing a powdered wig or living in a fucking log cabin, you know what I mean? In the yeah. 13 colonies was about to do the work to make this country rich, right? So every nation ever, every empire ever has slave labor or some kind of underclass labor that feeds the upper class. And it's been like that since... The capitalism dawn of civilization. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the slave trade is literally the beginning of capitalism. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's capital, human capital. That human is what capital. started. Yes. And that right. it's only off the backs. And the thing is, every hierarchy, there's a bottom. There's someone at the bottom. Every hierarchy yeah. requires it. And so what we're yes. seeing is this, like the upheaval is like the people on the bottom are like, Oh no, I'm done. And they're right. getting up. <laughs> yeah. They're revolting. They're picking up their proverbial yeah. pitchforks mm -hmm. and cause they're starving and we are, we, we might not be Some of us are literally starving, Yes, but a lot of us are metaphorically starving mm -hmm. and we look and, and we are, and you know, we, we talked about Cornell West last week, but he has this really, um, great speech about like it's not just about racial issues it's not just about class it's also how we view money and how we look at um material things and it's we're constantly being shown quote the american dream and i'm part of it too like housewives i watch housewives i i, I watched an hour of uh, architectural digest videos yesterday on mega mansions you know what i mean <laughs> like <laughs> I'm yeah, I mean, I get it. I am part of the problem as well. I, I mean, I'm living I in lotion. I love luxury. Yeah, I love, I love, I'm literally drowning in lotion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your, your face is chuk chuk. 
I so, described a couple of donations I made as three lotions. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. That's, I get it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that goes to me to say, and we're not going to solve it in one hour podcast, but I just want to leave the segment with just this one thought is if we, if humanity has always needed a working class, right? A subjugated yes. class so that we may eat well, we may sing, we may paint, sculpt. Art is, you cannot have art without oppression. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we must be oppressed in order to create art. Okay, so let's just say, if we always need this, what if the next iteration of this post-revolution is not human capital, but it's machine capital? I'm not saying I'm not saying enslaving uh, robots, but isn't it already happening? Yes. And we said that like the robots will replace us, but what if they do replace us? What if robots replaced quote the underclass or the lower socioeconomic class that do that does all the work that we don't want to do? Is this a possible utopian goal? I mean, if so, you want to subjugate, I'm not, let me just say, I want to be the first to say it here um, to our robot overlords. Um, I reject <laughs> yeah, this assertion. I reject this assertion and I welcome your control. Right. And I am. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cover your ground. <laughs> I know what I'm saying is very like Asimov, very like, oh, um, the singularity, once the robots become sentient, they will revolt on us. But I think humanity needs a little break. And we, we clearly need someone to oppress or something to oppress in order to live in luxury. So yeah. can we redistribute the wealth and all live in luxury and have the robots work for us? I'm just going to okay. put it out there. Okay. That, all right, mushrooms. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's a get a quick break and then I'll be back. All right. <laughs> That's part of why it took so long to get made, because people didn't understand why that was important. And for me, it was like, that was what her spirit was, was that she was Asian American. And it didn't have anything to do with the plot, which is why people were confused. Because right. they were like, well, you know, as long as the actor can, you know, get the spirit across, then it's, you don't care about age or race. And I was like, but her spirit is Asian, so it's important. Right. And, um, you know, it's really about, it's not her whole identity, but it's like a part of her identity. Okay, we're back with Kick-Ass Koreans, y'all. Key! All right, who do okay. you got this week? I have, um, her name is uh, Yoon, Yoon Mire. She's American-born South Korean uh, rapper and singer. Um, her name was, she was born Natasha Shanta Reed. She's, okay. uh, she's, nice. she's half black. Um, she was born in Fort Hood, Texas to a Korean mom and an, a black dad. Her dad was like a radio DJ in the military. Wow. And you guys have to see her. Look her up right now, Peter. Yoon Mire. I know this name. Yes. You meet it. She's currently a member of the Korean hip hop trio uh, MFBTY. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen her. Mm-hmm. She yeah. lives in Korea now, and she's half black. Cool. Yes. So yeah. she um, is like an. She's older. She's like you know, but already gone, kind of gone through the K-pop thing. She's like she's she's like my age. She was like first gen. Yes. Yeah. And um, she lives in Korea. She's like a very kind of a famous like. Um, celebrity, whatever. Um, Personality. She, yes. And she yeah. got married to this Korean guy named Tiger JK uh, in yes. a Buddhist temple. Yes. In a Buddhist temple in 2007. Um, and she gave birth to their son, uh, March 2008. 
But mm. this is the thing. They appeared in, in 2011 in an, a photo shoot with their son. Um, they're, like, they're like anti-child abuse people. But really, the idea that she's been promoting, and she's been a, a huge part of it, is that she wants to promote awareness about multiculturalism within Korean families. Right. Cool. So like she and her husband and the fact that she's half black, like she there's so much about um, there's Korea is so homogenous ethnically that some of the racism is so blatant and yeah. like really deeply embedded, not only within the like the colorism that exists in all Asian culture, but like in particular, <laughs> Koreans are very um, xenophobic, you know, and. Uh, they are like there's this idea that even inside of our families like people are trying to be more tolerant about like even foreigners in their place but the idea of families changing that's how that like that um, your your own family can look different than you is like this idea that she's trying to propagate so you know good yeah. on her and also like it's also just like crazy to see someone that um, you forget like what iterations of like biracial looks like mm. you know like she looks really Korean to me yeah, she does. She look, kind of looks like Hyori. Yes. Yeah. But her dad is black. <laughs> you know, like that's that's what it is. Like, and that, and I've even seen in the same family people that are mm -hmm. biracial, like that look radically different. Like, I know um, some families whose like their brother looks really, really white. Like, it's white passing, mm, even though he's okay. uh, half Asian, and his sister literally looks a hundred percent Chinese. <laughs> like it's crazy like it's like and that's what i mean it's just like this idea as we move forward and we go towards a singularity and we uh, enslave robots that even our people <laughs> <laughs> that our people are you know like what what pan this like pansexual like like whatever kind of human race emerges out of this it will just all be it doesn't it won't matter so it was just cool that's awesome yeah very cool um all right so my kick-ass korean i don't have a last name for this person i've been looking um her name is isabel she's so she, good she went through like a viral thing um yes. that was posted by krc la korean resource center la mm -hmm. so look them up it's there it's on their feed this ajuma this korean ajuma was out on the protest and she was perfectly um, talking about how Korean Americans specifically mm -hmm. should be standing up and fighting next to our black brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. our POC, other POCs, because how could you not understand their struggle when we ran from a country? We are immigrants here because we left a country that was unfairly colonized and we were subjugated and our culture was being exterminated. So how could you not sit here, stand here and fight? Because if you're here... That means you went through the same thing. And the fact that you're here doesn't mean that you're here because of you. You're here because of the struggle of black people before you. If black, yes. if there was no civil rights, we wouldn't be here. Okay. So, um, I mean, we might be here, but we just, you know, would be clanking on a railroad somewhere, you know, like, we, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was so beautiful. I can't even do it justice because she does a very like beautiful Konglish. Yes. Seamless back and forth. Yes. She's, and it's like, it's like you, that, that to me is such a beautiful testament to like how Ajima is at this point is age is not an excuse. You age is not sit. an excuse. You can't be like, Ajima's like, they don't. She knew better. And she also is like this seamless back and forth. It's like so much of our experience with our own parents, most yeah. like first and second generation kids, like that her Konglish was so, her Korean was so cute. And even the words yeah. that she was choosing to pick from English was so cute. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, also her masks, the, I think she had I Can't Breathe on her mask, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I cried. I cried too. And yeah. um, uh, I just want to mention this, that like there's a lot of Asian trolls, especially men yes. on, on like the reddits and all that. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of this, like going back and forth from like, Oh, these fucking woke SJWs saying that our struggle is nothing compared to the black struggle. Fuck you. What privilege? We don't have any privilege. Listen, if you know Asians that are talking like that, you really have to let them know that there, there is simply a cultural privilege that we have that we don't 
strike fear into people and make them kill us. Yes. It might be a more insidious, slow fear of mm-hmm. the yellow peril, but the immediacy of um, how we are scared of black men is there's no there's no comparison. Yeah. So I mean, we benefit greatly from being considered white adjacent. I mean, we benefit exactly. from it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's time that our Asian, especially Korean brothers and sisters, really like understood that and stopped playing victim for just mm-hmm. a second for just a second uh, you can go back to your victimhood but for yeah. a second let's like let's kind of zoom out and think about this whole thing as one organism you are lucky we are lucky to be doing this so that means we should be paying it forward so that we could be protecting everyone because it's all you know all boats and rising tides and it's not about you versus me versus him versus her. That's the whole issue with Hollywood and diversity. And it's like all of us fighting for the same thing and fighting each other for that one role. That's not what this is about, we, you know? And it's the same thing as like how Asians, you know, I, I, there are people out there who are like, oh, uh, if I'm, I'm the only, I should be the only Asian here. I got the Asian role. There could be multiple. There ought to yes. be multiple, okay? <laughs> so Wait, what, just, is that the, what is that instead of... Uh, um, Byung, I was, is there a Prince Byung? Wang Jiapyeong. Wang Jiapyeong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, yeah. that's what this is. You know, yeah. they want their mother to come and bring them some fruits while they study for the LSAT. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking? I mean, like, that's your privilege. Like, you yeah, can't yeah. see, you can't recognize that. Like, that you need to continually be at the center of your own sort of narrative about, like, yeah. you know, uh, the Suffer Olympics. It's just like, yeah, fucking it's the real. same thing that like, like poor it, it take, white people are that. saying. Yeah, take stock and yes. really take stock uh, and like think about it. Yeah. Go fucking meditate in front of a tree. You should take those <laughs> mushrooms. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please donate where you can. Uh, please keep up the good fight. Protest. Anything you can do. It takes a village. It takes a, a country. You know, so it's not just let's not get tired out. Let's not be flashing the pan. We still have a lot of work to do until November. Let's flip this motherfucking house. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye.